Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wavfile, wrestle me, Mark! Wavfile, wrestle me, Pete! Oh, we've been talking about Wavfiles between those two episodes, saying how uh, Wav is so beefy. It is. As it, beefy as a Slim Jim. This is very much a chat for podcast peeps. Yeah, yo, podcast peeps through the curtain. But I tell you. Behind the scenes. Wav seems like a bigger file than it needs to. When you, when you convert it to MP3, it's like, oh, I'm 60, 60 meg. Yeah. When it's a Wav, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm 2.1 I'm sp- gig. I'm spreading out. Yeah, I've I don't... Got, I'm, I ain't going to be compressed. <laughs> I'm going prima economy on this hard drive yeah welcome everyone um, <laughs> we're back don't 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 do your itunes reviews just yet yeah because no. it will get bad <laughs> got any more uh, scores to settle no no no, no. everyone's been told off and everyone's okay. behaved good i do appreciate that um we're talking about wrestlemania x8 march 17th 2002 Ooh la la. it's episode two which means mm. we're on match two <laughs> <laughs> as is our want we will not be going to five episodes like we did last time no no, no we we that, that was a, a particularly special WrestleMania. Because it was brilliant, that's why. And someone, someone had a right pop at me. I think I mentioned at one point that, uh, you know, populism and uh, US nationalism uh, was one of the reasons that uh, Donald Trump found his way in the White House. Mm-hmm. And he got very angry and he's gone. And some guy on Twitter was saying, you know nothing about uh, politics, blah, blah, blah. Like, haven't right got me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, Did you say like, to the fuck chance off? Of you, no, I just chatted back at him, USA, USA. <laughs> And then he replied, said, the thing is, I like WrestleMania and the Football Ramble, uh, but, you know, you shouldn't be getting involved in politics. And I'm like going, I'm not debating you. I've literally just replied to <laughs> USA, USA. I don't owe you anything. Uh, that, don't worry about it. That is that is very true, isn't it? I mean, you you know, you've got to sort of... I don't like some of the politics of, for example, Eric Clapton. <laughs> now, he's made art, and this uh, this would work a lot better if I really liked Eric Clapton's work. I don't. I think it's awful. No, I think so, it's an old, nasty little So racist, what my man. argument is, is Eric Clapton oh, is... Awful. I'll steal your music, but I don't like his. <laughs> I'm Eric Clapton. I think we can all agree that Eric Clapton's work should be destroyed. And that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for an in for months just to start. Okay. To <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it would be terrible if he sued us going, uh, you play a short bar of uh, my racist it. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian! Christian slating his hometown. He does. He does a little interview to start in a mesh shirt the sexiest <laughs> of accoutrements there's a lot of mesh shirts in this Wrestlemania this is a mesh shirt where, period where do they it? get them from apart from Cyberdog and Camden I, well I think you might if you were in America where would you get them and, and if you like a you're in Texas shop, exactly yeah. fetish it, work. you would have to go to a sex shop to buy yep. one of them I was in Manchester over the weekend from mm. Stag Do and I was staying in a hotel uh, and I didn't realise it was um, the Manchester Rubber Weekender 
Oh, was it? And it was just um, chaps just wearing loads of rubber. Some of the creations, Mark. <laughs> Wowzers. Really? Like, I don't know how, A, you'd get into them, B, a lot of talc. Got to be a lot yeah. of talc. And, uh, and yeah, just uh, just everyone was just wearing rubber. You see, previously people have been like, oh, you know, it's, it's whatever you want to do and everything. Mm. I would say the talc is the problem there. <laughs> well, it's really connected to getting cancer. Now. Oh, is it? Talc? Who'd, who'd have thought, what? like, ground up rock? <laughs> Would get into your body any, and fuck you up. With any <laughs> yeah. ground up rock, with any kind of metals that are like kind of included. Yeah. So talc's, talc's bad for you Yeah. Now. If someone oh. said, what you know, what is, it, I mean, a talc is mind, right? It's not like a thing that they've come up. It's literally a lump of a thing called talcum. Yeah. And they just, but like if, if someone's going, I don't use that anymore. What I do is we mine tin. That's made into really small particles. And then I rub it around my anus. Yeah. Iron filings. Yeah. Lovely old job. Of course you're going to. Die. <laughs> if, you, if, look, if you take nothing else from WrestleMe in its entire run, yeah. t- just know this: don't use talc. You, don't use talc. It, it will it's, it will give you cancer. And if you've got cancer, it's not going to remove it. And guys, on the leather scene, right, and the rubber scene, <laughs> the rubber scene. Okay, you have got to start looking after yourselves. Yeah, stop using talc, guys. Stop using talc. Olive oil, and there are plenty of water-based lubes. You do not want olive oil in there. You'd get all sweaty and oily. <laughs> Doesn't water-based lube perish rubber? Oh, I don't know. No, no. Uh, what's in no? Oil-based lube does, doesn't it? Is it? This is exactly the sort Linseed of thing. If oil. we asked uh, someone who's a professional wrestler, they <laughs> would be know. able to tell you. They'd exactly. be like, "Oh yeah, no, you want to use baby oil because it, it won't actually stain on the clothing." <laughs> this is oh, this is this is good chat. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So Christian in his fetish wear. Yep. Um, just late in his hometown. Yeah. They. they it's funny again. It's, it's a thing that we don't really have in Britain, which is. I think there's a certain amount of if you slagged off, you'd sort of be in Liverpool and you'd go, all of you are dull scum. Mm. And I think in the 80s, people would have gone, Ugh. And I think now everyone's just like, it's not that big a country, mate. You know, we're all <laughs> we're all pretty similar. But there, you sort of go, I have moved from Canada to Florida. And everyone's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, boo. boo. And it'd be like here going... I've got. I used to live in Worcester. I now live in Lincoln. Huh? I'm expecting people to go. Ooh. Oh, you like them apples? I remember when I moved to Leicester for university, and I went to see Stuart Lee at um, quite a fairly nice little theatre. Mm-hmm. And he went. God, I nearly crashed. Uh, the person who was driving me nearly crashed their car, and I nearly died in Leicester. <laughs> and everyone went ha 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 ha, and I was like. I just moved here. I really like it, <laughs> and that was the last time, the first and last time I ever was proud about a place. Oh, there is oh, something like funny Leicester. about got... just going, like as, as a comic, having that thing of going, Leicester is shit, and you go, <laughs> "Have you been here?" And if, they'll either go, "No," or they'll go, "Yeah, I actually really like it." <laughs> All comedy is lies. All comedy is lies. Yo, it's me. It's it's no, wait. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's you. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Yes. It's, uh, DDP's uh, Diamond Dallas Page's uh, like start bit. It's the it's the extra. It's me that I can't get with. <laughs> it's me. Yo, it's me. It's me. DDP. <laughs> he was playing a gimmick here, which was all about his positive, sort of good time, almost new age. Okay, right. Spirit. And what that is a sort of play on is the fact that they had. He was one of the guys who didn't uh, sit out his contract. Right. He wanted to come to WWF and get started because he loves wrestling so much. And because of that spirit, they crushed him. <laughs> they had him lose to The Undertaker. They made him a stalker of Undertaker's wife like a creepy-ass fucking bloke. He was married to a valet called Kimberly who was uh, on WCW a lot. One of the, like, such a cracking-looking lady. Mm. And he was portrayed as being this stalker after The Undertaker's wife and then they had a match that he got roundly beaten 
Eaton Inn and they were like ah, that'll teach you that'll teach you to <laughs> want to come and work product, here yeah. and so uh, they couldn't they couldn't crush him and he was just like no I'm going to do the best job so they went well why don't we give you a gimmick <laughs> where you're all fucking positive and they did and it didn't get over Yeah, not due to DDP he seems like a great guy and oddly his entire post wrestling career is Hall of Fame caliber in a way that his his own career you could argue certainly in WCW at one point he was the biggest star you know in that organization mm. his WWE run slightly soiled that Hall of Fame career right but his post career where he does DDP yoga and he basically saved the life of Jake Roberts mm. Jake the Snake Roberts and then saved the life of Scott Hall mm. and he was he's such a force of good and this funny gimmick is obviously just that sliver of his personality that he's a nice guy and he's always upbeat and he's positive. Mm. What's funny in this is they give him a win at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, he is, I believe, also one of the people who is undefeated at WrestleMania, but only with a, <laughs> with, a, with a single one. And this is Christian's hometown. I know that he's turned on the crowd, but you could have had him not turn on the crowd, <laughs> have him win and get a big pop. And instead, you take someone who you've done nothing with since he's been there for a year mm. and you put him over in the other bloke's hometown. <laughs> you can see why Diamond Dallas Page never had a chance. Uh, he, was, he was always regarded with a slight amount of absurdity within wrestling about the people who didn't know him because he got into wrestling very late right he started i think he was about 35 36 when he started training jeez He'd previously been a sort of bar owner. Wrestlers had come in and he liked wrestling. And he would got involved as a manager in things like the AWA. Mm. And famously, the last time they were at this uh, Toronto Skydome at WrestleMania 6, he drove Rhythm and Blues, the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine, to the ring oh, of course, in yes. his pink Cadillac. I remember this. And it's Diamond Dan Page's own pink Cadillac, which he drove all the way from his bar, which I think was in, you know, Georgia. He drove it all the way to <laughs> Canada just to be on the show. Didn't get paid. And when people have told that story, and most recently I think they did it at the Hall of Fame, mm. uh, when the Honky Tonk Man went in, they all sort of go, ha and he didn't even get paid. <laughs> and basically they, they go, what a fucking mark. What a fucking mark for wrestling years. One of those stupid fans. And so when he starts training at 35, everyone is like, you are too old to do this. No one's ever done it. You will not succeed. And all he does is be positive, and everybody likes him. Everyone mm. gets on with him. And he starts about 97. He has some brilliant main events and they mm. go through all the way to about 99 and so he just he's a totally self-made man the entire time nobody seemed to give him a hand and he just did it and I think he's one of the great wrestling people yeah his matches leave me a little bit cold I'm not a huge fan of you know his ring work but he could not give a fuck and neither should he mm. he's a much better man than I am he's a better <laughs> man than you are and he's probably better than everybody listening to this so God bless Diamond Dallas Page yeah um this is a real a real shame in that he has a WrestleMania moment, which is obviously the thing he's always dreamed of. Mm. And the match is okay. I remember this match being much better than it was. And so when I watched it about this time, I was like, oh, it's quite sort of slow and ponderous. Yeah. And he had a finishing move called the Diamond Cutter. And it was basically like Austin Stone Cold Stunner, uh, but he sort of just, he doesn't sit on his ass. He just goes all the way to the floor. Mm. It's basically the forerunner of Randy Orton's RKO. Right. Out of nowhere. Mm. And... Uh, Diamond Dallas Page does it here but it's sort of the slowest one you've ever seen and it's a really <laughs> odd sort of thing of watching it and going it's impossible to think he didn't watch this back and go oh wow that was 
uh, you know, I'm still pleased to have been there. And uh, I got the win and no one can take that away from me. But you do look back at it and sort of go, ah, I don't know why, but it was just a bit sh- underwhelming. <laughs> I, was, uh, wa- Shit. I was watching a lot of, um, during this match, I, I was just noticing the signs more. Yeah. And you can always tell that the, the, the match is a bit slow. Uh, my dad is 50 was one of them. <laughs> and one just, just said the icon of backyard wrestling. And that's it. I don't really know who yeah. that is or who that's well, pointing to. At, at this period, 2002, mm. you begin getting lots of backyard wrestling stuff, which is... Right. It sort of predated this, but I think it's because around this time, DVDs come in. Right. DVDs, you've got a computer and you can buy blank DVDs mm. and you can do it. It doesn't take three and a half hours like yep. it used to with your tape trading. And so backyard wrestling becomes sort of much bigger than it's ever done before. Right, okay. There was a a, a funny sort of like little organisation, God knows who they were, but in Britain, who released the sort of too hot for TV, mm. best of backyard wrestling. And you could always pick them up for about four quid. Mm. They are absolutely brilliant. They are so much fun. It's mm. just 16-year-old boys in America throwing each other through greenhouses. <laughs> and it is beyond fun. I, I, they were always really badly looked down on uh, because it was stupid and mm. it was that whole thing of, again, them marks you know they're yeah. doing this for no money but honestly the, the period of backyard wrestling that hit in about 2000 and probably 2001 to 2004 is it sort of golden era <laughs> but i will i will bring in you though uh, you will love those dvds they are they are so much fun they are you know you know the, the easiest way to explain it is pornography you know in like proper studio pornography mm. that has a plot and yeah. credits and stuff and then there's weird pornography made by people in the boondocks oh yeah well I'm, I'm just looking in the background at like the Ikea furniture and figuring out where they got it from why have you got nine moon boots you know <laughs> that kind of it's thing about, oh, that's a guitar hero um, generation <laughs> two guitar and sometimes when you look at them and go are they British? And you'll look, and sooner or later you'll go, that's a, that's a Harry Enfield video. Right? <laughs> that's what backyard wrestling's like that's somehow. A, that's a, it's that's much a more plug. fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think I'd heard uh, the WTF uh, Matt Maron podcast with um, Sam Punk, and he was sort of saying, guy just had a ring and bought a ring for a couple of grand, and we just used to practice on that, really. Yeah. Like, you know, this is how it all begins. Like, I think. Um, I think back then maybe you had to go to somewhere else to sort of do your bits and bobs where people could just pick up rings and, and you could actually produce something that, you know, could be shared around. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was... This, this period, if you, if you... Outside of wrestling, this is the period where everyone suddenly has access to digital cameras, digital camcorders, mm. uh, and burning equipment, you know, mm. CD burning equipment. Editing equipment. Y- you, that, yeah. You've also then got the internet. And so suddenly you are able to be your own studio. Mm. And so these little clips, which previously... I mean, I actually... I've, I've, I've picked up a, a bag the other day that is just full of audiovisual stuff, like leads and things. Yeah. And at the bottom are two tapes of me doing wrestling in my back garden in about 1989. Oh, magic. We used to, like, build proper rings where it was just a tarpaulin on the ground. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> I still can't walk properly. My hips are out of joint. Uh, yeah, get a little pushes stamp sized uh, cut of that. <laughs> but had we, I think it is actually over like an old car in, in our house. The, um, the the thing about that is, had had we been uh, like able to access the online stuff, mm. we'd have put that on YouTube. Well, I think we need to put it on YouTube. I think that's what we need to do. What it's in is an I'll obsolete format. <laughs> that's the thing, and it's on one of these great big 
cassettes that you used to put in the back of a video camera. Yeah. So that that period where that stuff we is superseded. We can get that converted, Mark. Come on, I want to see the uh, with the Rabbi. What's his name? The Rabbi, Rabbi Moses Cookamonga. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think I'm not like Diamond Dallas Page. Don't think I didn't notice when he turned thir- when I turned 35. I was like, this is the age that Diamond Dallas Page did it, and that is literally the last window. There's still Don't a think chance. I didn't see it. Oh, still a man. chance. And in fact, I'm still younger than both uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair at this WrestleMania. So there is still Rick, time. Ric Flair by some chalk. Some margin still. <laughs> Even if you're listening to this about 10 years after we've recorded yeah, it, this still, bit is still accurate. Still younger. Still younger. <laughs> uh, we get a little rock promo after that. Mm. He is he is sweaty as fuck. And he is glistening like a gooden. He is. Um, what a promo he does here. I mean, it's just he's just setting up that thing of of Hogan. You know, I am I'm coming for you. You said this. You said that. Well, here I am. Yeah. The simplest, oldest wrestling promo in the book, and you just see why he is the most brilliant performer in that three minutes. He doesn't waste a word. He doesn't waste a beat. Everything yeah. makes sense. Mm. Everything builds it and builds it, and builds it, and his performance is absolutely perfect. He's not Gabin. His words are ordered and um, they just make sense. Yep. Imagine if he was on this podcast instead of me. That's, that's <laughs> what you got. This is the year as well on. where he he begins to get into Hollywood. So mm. this, uh, I think, just after this WrestleMania, the Scorpion King comes out. Yes. So he's he's previously played the Scorpion King in one of the Mummy films. Mm. And then he has his own spin-off. Doesn't do, you know, it's not a huge business. Is it, is it the mummy where he's a terrible CGI? Like he, yeah. he, he, at one point turns incredibly terribly CGI'd. Yes, yeah, where it's almost bad. sort of green. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's particularly bad. But he has a big film coming out, and you can begin to see that he's got his eye on going. You know, there might be people tuning in. Funnily mm. enough, Hulk Hogan talks about this in his autobiography, saying he wanted The Rock to look really good because he knew The Scorpion King was coming out. And he thought if Rock looked bad or lost the match, yeah. then that would damage The Scorpion King's chances at the box office. Is and that Hogan true? Was going, it, this is, no. No, because <laughs> it, it's true it's written, but it's yeah. not true because it's in Hogan's autobiography and nothing <laughs> is true. But he just sort of said, I thought it was, if that was a success, then Hollywood would begin going, these wrestlers are really good. And then, other wrestlers would get jobs and then that would be good for all of us you had Mr Nanny you had yeah. Suburban Commando Hogan sunshine. had so many bites yeah. of that cherry and then he's like you know uh, what fucking film are you going to put Hulk Hogan in now he, he's nearly 50 <laughs> We're doing we're doing a, a, a thing about Captain Scott, and we we need someone who looks like a leathery old walrus, right? Hulk, the door is open. Get on that iceberg. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hardcore Championship uh, it starts off now yeah. uh, with Maven versus Goldust. Um, <laughs> this is one of the this, this is the last ever hardcore match they have at uh, well, a match for the Hardcore Championship. Oh, really? At a WrestleMania, it, they, it fades out they after this. It. <laughs> I know. I mean, this so this is uh, a thread that weaves right throughout the whole of the show. Yeah, uh, it exchanges in little vignettes. It exchanges hands several times between the matches. I I, yeah. I like that as a running theme. I thought that was I thought that was good fun. If you're if you've got a belt that no one cares about yeah. then just play it for fun yeah but I'd been um, lulled into a false sense of security that people did care about it because it was quite well done last year it was and so I, th- I, th- I thought it was a thing did that you, people would actually did you find want. it disrespectful I found it disrespectful <laughs> especially because you know it was just it was just I don't know it's just a lot of stuff going on like um, is it Marvin Maven Marvin Maven, Maven. yeah that's his, almost his actual name isn't it it is yeah his real name is Maven Hoffman Maven yeah. Hoffman uh, he is he is we, we will we we'll chat about him. He yeah. is. I mean, he he is. It's such an interesting point in the business. Mm. He wins a competition called Tough Enough. Right. So WWE have uh, set up with MTV to do a reality show about what it takes to become a WWE oh, superstar. That's why he was a bit, little bit nondescript for yeah. my tests. And they it ran for weeks and weeks and weeks, mm. and it did great ratings. And it's a brilliant piece of work. And mm. what they showed you for the first time is they showed you the people backstage. So the guys who were a big Jonga Brook, who was the sort of talent manager, he would be, they would be testing people out and they would make them do loads and loads of physical work. They would make them do mic skills. They mm. would have competitions and they would whittle them down. So it was a good reality show. Yeah. I, I don't think it ever came out in DVD in this country. I, the Americans, they released it as a season one box set and it's it's so watchable. Yeah. They had Al Snow and Taz and Ivory as the trainers and it ran over these series and at the end of it was a WWE contract Uh, and I I can't tell you if you've never seen Tough Enough series one is absolutely worth watching it's Mm. great fun Maven was the eventual winner with uh, a woman called Nydia who uh, later sort of makes appearances in the years to come never a big star Um, Maven Huffman was one of those guys though who came in and at the time people were very wary of exposing the business and this was seen as a big step I think Triple H was very, very against 
the whole idea of tough enough because they were like we, are, we, we people know it's it's predetermined but we ask them to suspend their disbelief mm. and with this we're rubbing their faces in it we're saying none of this is real it's all entertainment mm. but it does so well that actually it runs for another three series yeah. and it makes some some big stars come through it John Morrison I think um, I, I forget if The Miz was in it but you get people like Josh Matthews who became a commentator in TNA still is um, you know all these all these sorts of people and um, What's really interesting about Maven is he came in and typically in wrestling, everybody had it in for him. They had this big stupid thing of going, you haven't paid your dues. Mm. You've just waltzed in here. And he had paid his dues. He'd done it on a reality show, fair enough. But he's there, so work with him. Mm. He was not given a gimmick. He was just bland. Yeah. They just put him in and he's really green. Mm. Um, he's not used to wrestling. And they put him in these sorts of hardcore matches and things like that at this WrestleMania because it hides the limitations. He just has to hit someone with a sign. We can all do that. Right, okay. Um, he went. He had a career that lasted till about 2005. It was pretty much of no note. Um, he was didn't have a, a, a brilliant time. I don't think. By the time he uh, it gets to 2012, he was arrested for shopping around lots of doctors to yeah. get repeat prescriptions. I didn't realise that medication. was illegal. I just thought that was on the doctor to <laughs> to look after you know the, 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 whether they should be having this uh, prescription or not. Yeah, I think he was he was cashing it in with a lot of different people to get a lot of pills. Right. Okay. Um, the 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 saddest part of this period of his life is there was a show that did a one of those sort of storage wars where they bid on a on a you know a, a unit yeah and uh, it turned out it was his and inside was the tough enough trophy and so some guy had bought the storage for a hundred dollars and uh, they immediately sold the uh, the, um, the trophy for six hundred dollars to another right. collector and with and Maven was just it was humiliating you know yeah. a really sort of sad sad little thing he did a he. he he said he hoped the new owner of the trophy cherishes it as much as I did. Oh, That's no. hot fucking breaking, oh, isn't it? Oh, good God. Um, he did a Reddit a- AMA in um, 2014, mm. and it's really interesting. So he was talking about this WrestleMania, yeah. and he said, my very first WrestleMania, I'm a rookie, I'm scared to death to be backstage with all of those guys. I'm in my hotel room the night before, and I just don't want to get in any trouble. I get a call to go down to the lobby. At the hotel lobby bar is <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> with a pair of scissors. It's the Undertaker, right? He had a bottle of Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels was my drink of choice. And it was a night I'll never forget. So oh. I presume Undertaker didn't just like beat him up. Sounds like they fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, asked him, they asked him a lot about, because he's so far out of the business now. Yeah. Uh, he sort of talked more freely about it. Mm. And he said, um, Kane is the nicest guy in the, in the locker room. He's absolutely great. A mountain of a man, both soft-spoken, nice and gentle in real life. Oh. He said, uh, some of the other nice guys, Devon Dudley, Randy Orton, Batista, The Hurricane, Stevie Richards and Val Venus. He also said that when he started he didn't have any money none of his checks had come through yeah. and WWE don't pay for the hotels every night you have to pay for them some okay. of it it's all part of this horrible Just, independent contractor yeah. bullshit um, but he said he travelled with The Rock quite a lot and The Rock would frequently pay for his food rentals and hotels for a few months just ah, to help him out and he him. was like The Rock is just amazing um, one of the f- people on the AMA asked him about Wrestler's Court 
which is one of those backstage mm. things where if there's been an infraction by someone or their behaviour has been off or someone's annoyed with them, yeah. they all sit down and there's a trial <laughs> and takes isn't place. Isn't like The Undertaker the judge or something? He's like kind of... That's a, exactly what he says. So the guy had said to him, <laughs> can you tell us what happens in wrestlers' court? We've heard the phrase, no one's ever talked about it, what is it? And he just responded, I can't do wrestlers' court. That is one of those sacred things. I am not going to be the one to spoil it. Know this, though. Undertaker sits as judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> oh, magical. He also... ordered the code red. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Why is it every verdict, whether innocent or guilty, is a tombstone? <laughs> so I'm the only one allowed to do it. Right, someone needs to go to Russell's court. No, Christ. <laughs> um, uh, he said he did take um, performance-enhancing drugs throughout, throughout the period he was there. Uh, he said it paid the bills and it helped me survive for a living. I'd do it again. People think it's the worst, but if it's done with doctor supervision, it aided my career. <laughs> it's helpful, isn't it? Good for you. And helpful. The, the two things that he said, which, are, which I, I, I really like, um, <laughs> one of them, they said, what was the most surprising thing you learned about being a WWE superstar? And he said, the wrestling is the easy part. He said, months and months of training, I was really worried about the wrestling part of it, but that's the easiest part of the job. The job is hard when you're on the road, away from your family, living on aeroplanes, things like grabbing dinner and seeing someone that just paid for a ticket, wanting a photo or asking for an autograph. Uh, it's your duty to oblige everyone around you but it's not the easiest thing especially when you need to be somewhere in 10 minutes or when you're starving I'd be home for two days a week trying to get my bills paid trying to stay active in the gym it's a tough life Yeah, he said that's why you always try and mix an injury in here or there <laughs> <laughs> wow self-harming uh, they asked him they said you know have you got did it take a while for you to get wrestling out of your system and this is I mean this must be now what ooh, over a decade since yeah. he last performed he said um uh, wrestling's still not out of my system I still dream about it every week several times a week mm. I don't watch it anymore because I can't watch it's too hard to watch I still see people we talk over stuff and in my mind I'm always putting matches together still oh, Mervyn it was sad I mean you know it he's was now a... in dental sales according to his Twitter <laughs> yes although I'm in dental sales although that uh, has not been updated since 2017 well maybe he's just too busy with the dental sales <laughs> let's hope so he <laughs> seems like a nice guy and it's yeah. tough enough was an absolute phenomenon but they they lost interest in all the people who'd done it mm. the moment the the, the 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 reason for them being there, which was, you know, to promote the show. It's like gone. a lot of reality TV shows. There's a goal, always got to be a bit of churn. Did that sort of kickstart a lot of the reality stuff, the Divas Night stuff, like it, all the shows? It, that... it did, but I mean, really, its main legacy is it kickstarted the UFC's Ultimate Fighter, which right. is one of the most successful, probably the most successful sports reality show. And is that like you just you fight until you're in the UFC, basically? Y- you have up and comers, or you have guys who used to be, you mm. know, good guys fighting for a. A, a, a title shot and you know redemption right. uh, with two leading people who are the the team captains and that's run for series after series and it follows a very very similar structure to Tough Enough I think Tough Enough is one of those groundbreaking shows that wrestling always says oh it's a groundbreaking show we're the longest you know uh, continually running show on television and all of those things are bullshit mm. the one thing that they can say legitimately is that Tough Enough was a big game changer when it came to the reality show formats They re- it's, it's a really good piece of work mm. and never really gets talked about anymore yeah. over the years uh, they, they, they don't really make any huge stars out of it um, the people who are stars are the people who either go away and then have a better career and come back later or right. who just manage to really just 
put up with the bullshit they have for years. Mm. But it, it pretty much, there was a one, I think it was the, the year Daniel Puder won, who was a former UFC fighter. He uh, had a, a million dollar contract that they were saying. But it turned out in the small print that that was a million dollar over four years. And so after the first year, they paid him 250 grand and then they cancelled it. <laughs> so they, they never saw these things through. Yeah, a lot they, of entertainment contracts are like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's a, there's always a get out clause. Mm. Um, Maven is, is uh, he's not very exciting in this, but Goldust yeah. also is really just running on fumes here. Yeah. Bad year for him. He's, he's, not, uh, he's, not, he's not working at all hard. He does uh, turn up with some golden bins, though, which I quite like, and a golden yes. shovel. I quite like that all of his, all of his tat was golden. It, it's sort of like Goldmember from Austin Powers, isn't it? That everything <laughs> Goldust has is gold. Like, like King Midas, but he's really happy about it. Um, uh, did you see the sign? Uh, no, I don't think I did see the sign. <laughs> the sign said, Goldust raped my dad. <laughs> wow. That is, uh, that is strong. Isn't it strong? It's, <laughs> I hope it's not the dad that was 50 earlier on in the... In the... Maybe it was his birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always dreamt of being sexually violated it's by a, a gold pan it's sexual. Not, not sexually violated, it's um, having a Viking experience. <laughs> you well know that. <laughs> uh, wow. Then after the, the sort of... Uh, there's a bit of Spike Dudley runs in I'm, and then... It was a trash holiday. But like, just all that stuff running in, I just like, what? It came too late. It was badly done. I was yeah. like... What's going on here? Yeah, the idea Rubbish. was it was the 24-7 rule at this period, so it had yeah. to be defended 24-7. Yeah. And it made it into a novelty belt, which it, which it had been for a number of years. I think they were moving away from that hardcore style, mm. so it was largely redundant. Um, <laughs> so shit. Yes, it was such a shit end. And then we get Drowning Pool. Oh, God, I know. Well, it's, it's pretty you know solid band. The, it's hard to um, underestimate, it's hard to overestimate, rather, how... I always get this to mix up. Uh, how... <laughs> Big body set the floor was. You oh know, a yeah, song about yeah. you know uh, it, it was big around September 11th, and they stopped playing it because bodies were hitting the floor. Yeah, um, WWE and, uh, used it for a lot, a yeah. huge amount of stuff. And oh, it, it was, it was it, big. It was a big indie night kind of rock night. Yeah, uh, song. But but the, the weird thing about this is normally you sort of go, well, we need a music act to cover yeah. that we're going to do something and so had the previous match or the, the following match been a cage match, yeah, I could understand why it was put there, mm. but. There's nothing. There's none of that. It's it's just padding. Yeah. And I, I think that sort of I don't understand why it was there. Well, uh, the, the, didn't they tell the story of like what was? Did, weren't they weren't they the band that were telling the story? So they would be playing their new single. Yeah. And then above they would have the screen showing. The, oh, the, the, yes. the narrative of what yeah. led up to this point. So it's quite a nice way to do that, but none of the lyrics no. had any bearing to what was actually going on. Also, Dave Williams, the, uh, the the lead singer, he was three months before he died, and he died oh, of a heart attack. He? Very wrestlery on Isn't the tour it? bus. Yeah. So, yeah, someone got into wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much. But he, uh, yeah, he was, he was three months on death. It's weird sort of seeing him there, because I was like, going, hang on, didn't he die in... And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he did. I, always, I do always get the impression that if you were putting together, you know, you're like one of the biggest Drowning Pool fans of all time, Yeah, you were putting together the documentary about his last year you just wouldn't ever think to look at Wrestlemania no, that would be an entirely not, yeah. lost performance probably not as, as it always is it's very lot of um, whenever um, popular culture interacts with uh, wrestling you never sort of hear about no, it effectively never going to see it again it uh, Drowning Pool of course with the song Bodies um, it was used uh, quite uh, famously or infamously uh, in Guantanamo Bay to, um, to abuse well they the, should have used whatever they played at this Wrestlemania because it was much worse <laughs> 
Oh dear. Uh, you then cut to a bit where Crash is uh, fighting Spike Dudley backstage. Yes. And then uh, Al Snow drives in in a golf cart through a literal wall of, of cardboard, cardboard boxes. Whenever you see these backstage fights and you see something that's it's it was too obvious in this particular. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what what contractor? Why would you say that we've got WrestleMania on tonight? You know, that's one of the big nights that we've got here. They are going to be filming back here. Um, all these cardboard boxes, they need to go. And he goes, well, what about if I just built it like it was a wall? Yeah. Uh, really connect- flammable wall. Yeah, David, that is, this is a working get, corridor. Get rid of it, mate. That's yeah. a fire risk. I don't, I don't want to hear suggestions <laughs> as to what else you can do with it. Yeah, but look badass, on it? Yeah, but oh. if I put it up to the top, it would look like a wall of cardboard boxes. <laughs> we cover that in tarpaulin. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, annoying. I, I say that, but I mean, the whole, you know, the whole idea that, you know, the, 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 the hardcore championship only sort of happens to change hands when the cameras are there. I mean, all, you know, I'm willing to see past that, but the cardboard boxes really ruined that for me. Um, and then we can move on to Kurt Angle versus Kane. Yeah. Uh, not much you can really say about this match. Um, Kurt Angle is is great. And I, I enjoy, I probably enjoyed this match more than many of the others. It is honest. good, isn't it? Good. I think it's one of Kane's best performances. Yeah. Really um, agile. Really agile. Yeah. His last WrestleMania where he has that hardcore match, it was really good. I think yeah. that's better than this match. But this again, Kane, Kane has an unfair reputation as being very dull. He only does the same thing and he plods around. Mm. And actually, you know, he's he's really good in this. Mm. He's in there with someone like Angle who you could not have a bad match with at this well, period. Angle is like throwing him around this guy. It's amazing. Well, what this felt to me like, this felt like this was the rise of Angle and Angle mm. would become bigger and bigger and bigger throughout 2001. And so he's slightly peaking around right. now. But it felt like he was the big legitimate star and he's going up against Kane. And it felt like this should almost be the start of Kane being phased out a bit. Right. Kane is still wrestling now. Mm. You know, he just, he is unstoppable for a big man to be still wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I mean, he's one of the, the few Attitude Era stars who is still active. Yeah. You know, you've got someone like Triple H who is still going, but then he doesn't have the same schedule that, that Kane does. Mm. And I think Kane is sort of remarkable for that. So if you do it with a doctor, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I, I don't really want to see his matches, but I <laughs> I, I mean, but I like him. Yeah. He, he's also, uh, I think he's a, a quite, he's a libertarian. Right. Okay. He's a sort of, uh, and he's, he's a, a the like mayor that, of Knox County, Tennessee, I think oh, he is yes, as well. Oh, yes, of course he is, yes. Um, he'll so he dressed up as the cat in the hat for something World the other Book day. day. World Which, Book was day, it yeah. World Book Day? Yeah. That was chilling. Man, he looked <laughs> absolutely manic. I'm going to give it a little Google. It's a little bit like in a horror where a murderer would dress up as something that you loved um, and then torment you. Like books, you. kiddo. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a bit frightening, isn't it? Oh, like if they said he looks happy about it, doesn't he? It's really happy about it. <laughs> it's it's slightly like they sort of go, this this was discovered on the remote island that Richard Branson was doing his sick experiments on, <laughs> and it had to be shot because it was pleading for help. This tale was uh, Kane dresses up like the cat in the hat to encourage kids to read and terrify them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read I'd read a book on how to kill a massive cat. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of him dressed as the cat in the hat, and then. On the other side, it'll be like, it'll be Paul Bearer and Kane together. And you're like, oh, Jesus. I watched a video of, it was like a fake backstage sort of thing. It was Jim, oh, not Jim Cornette. Who's the fellow who doesn't wear any shirts? And he's just the commentary in this one. Doesn't um, wear the shirts? He doesn't wear shirts. He just, he's doing core commentary, colour commentary on this. Um, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Uh-huh. Uh, he's having a chat with, I'm terrible with him, sorry. He uh, also wears Jerry... a crown. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have picked the crown? I just find that more problematic. <laughs> 
It's disgusting. It doesn't work. I just think that's that sweat. I've said it before. That sweat is getting in all the nooks, nooks and crannies of those semi-expensive creations. Um, yeah, he's he's chatting to Paul Bearer, and Paul Bearer's talking about how he impregnated um, Kane's mum. And uh, he's going, I wasn't, I wasn't as um, fat as I am now. In fact, I was quite hunky. Um, and, and Jerry Lawler's going, oh, tell me more. And it's sounding like a locker room conversation about Paul Bearer having sex with The Undertaker's mum. So, yeah. I was having a quick look through um, Jerry Lawler's autobiography this morning right. just to see if he'd mentioned anything about, like, you know, the WrestleMania 18 uh, thing. And he doesn't. But I got hooked at this period where he's splitting up from his wife. Yes. And he... he the, uh, honestly, it's such an uncomfortable... It's amazing that no one really went through that book and went, Jerry, I don't think people want to hear this. <laughs> but he sort of goes, after she left, I thought, I'd, I'll show her. Uh, you know, you don't... Um, he's got some phrase for it where it's along the lines of, you know, you don't replace, you just update. And he was like, yeah, that's what I'll do. And he talks about advertising for a wrestling valet with the sole intention that he'll end up fucking this person. And there's a bit where some woman replies and he goes, yeah, she's really good. And so he rings up and he ends up talking to a boyfriend. And the boyfriend says, um, well, I mean, you know, we'd need some assurances. Uh, you know, she'd have to be paid properly and there definitely need to be private rooms when you're on the road. And Lawler's like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's like, whoa, oh, hang on. I, that's not unreasonable. But there's like a paragraph of going, get this fucking arsehole. <laughs> Hey, ah, I just want to have sex with his girlfriend. He knows what I want. <laughs> yeah. Then he, he meets another girl and she, she makes it very clear. He's like, she really had her head screwed on. And we were there for a night and she said, look, I, I, I can see what you want from this. Yeah. She said, but you just have to know it's not going to it's not gonna happen. I'm not in the right place. Yeah. Uh, he put that in, I think, rather than sort of go, it's not for me, this 58-year-old man. Um, <laughs> but he, she, she said, look, so I mean, either I can, I can leave now or we can come to an agreement and we can just keep going for the next three months. Yeah. And he says, well, anyway, um, she left on Friday. And <laughs> <laughs> Credit to him. Oh, there's a fork in the road and she chose, <laughs> she chose that for her. Um, Angle is really good in this as well. When mm. Kane walks down, Angle is just like pacing from, he's just ready for the, the th- rather than going, <laughs> oh God, oh, I'm so scared. He's just like, I've got a wrestling match coming up. This is the guy. And he makes Kane seem more dangerous by just being like, I've got to be ready for this. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's, Angle's genius in the ring. He, he's he just oh, he's so good. He like his last WrestleMania. He doesn't win decisively in this one. Mm. So he does a sort of roll up, and the referee is really slow on the count. And so he t- they have to go. Come on! And then the guy jumps down and counts. And then Angle puts his foot on the rope to hold it down. But it's a flat ending. Yeah. And it's the same as the Benoit, which there was a pin last year, which came out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, so he's not had a great WrestleMania match yet. Mm. He's got plenty coming up. Yeah, I love that's it. the nice thing. I, I'm watching Angle he retired at the last Wrestlemania and watching Angle in his prime you know good god yeah, it, it's sort of amazing in a way they didn't make a whole lot fucking more of him he's yeah. just superb really thrilling oh, oh goodness uh, well we'll be back next week with some more wrestle me, yes, I think I, I, uh, I think uh, I think we'll probably just just cap off today by mentioning because uh, it's it's so unedifying to start the next episode with it. Mm. Uh, there's a bit where the hurricane runs into a changing room and meets the Godfather's hose, and uh, <laughs> they are they are just having the natural conversation that all women have. Going, yeah. are my breasts too big? Yeah, are they too big? I think they're too big. I think oh, they're too big. No, they're not too big. Look at mine; they're too small. And, and the hurricane and... is behind a backlit uh, yeah. sort of Japanese papered. 
Yeah, um, he happens to be holding a broom as well, so it makes it look like he's, um, oh, he's got his knob out. The hurricane's a sexual being. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your hurricane again? I was. I don't know. What's his deal? Hurricane Helms. Uh, he uh, uh, he was a cruiserweight called Greg Helms. Came right. over from WCW. Originally called Shane Helms. Mm. They had to change that because Shane McMahon already had the name Shane. Um, so he becomes People Gregory have Helms. Names deal with. It, I guys. believe he gets a head injury and then thinks he's a superhero. Right. Okay. Um, which That's... doesn't explain why he then gets surrounded by other superheroes like Mighty Molly and uh, later Rosie, <laughs> who was superhero in training, which what was the acronym shit. Rest on me, Mark. Rest on me, Pete. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.